Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Oh, I just think, you know, his, his opportunities came together. Deep for Cubs. Touchdown. This is the War Room on the Blitz. What the hell's going on out here? Cowboys, Texans, Eagles, Niners, the NFC East. If they're playing for the Super Bowl, then you'll hear about them right here. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? This is the War Room. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. On 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. They are who we thought they were. Here's the Blitz's Jason and Joe. It is the Blitz. He is Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Menix. Get ready for Monday Night Football tonight. Bills Broncos here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Coming up at 6.30. Brought to you by Flight by Yingling. Cowboys, They there's nobody better. Nobody better at beating up on bad teams than the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk about it with Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram as he joined us on the Buyers Barricades guest line uh, Clarence, you look at a game like that yesterday and the numbers that Dak threw up, and then you got people like Joe that say, well, it was the Giants. Relax. <laughs> Is Joe doing that? Well, Is I Joe mean, really doing that? Clarence, I didn't see much of a secondary out there. Are they? Yeah, I, I think if you look at it, they had a pretty good secondary. The Cowboys just beat them. I mean, has any other quarterback? I mean, they played other teams. You know, that they do the same thing. They're the same secondary. I don't. I don't think so. The Giants' problems have been their offense with their quarterback. It hasn't necessarily been their defense in their secondary. You just gotta call it what it is. Give them credit. I mean, this is not just about the Giants for Dak. It's about a continuation of a surge with Dak and CD since the 49ers game. I mean, they did the same thing against the Eagles. And then I know we don't want to, we, we, we want to put it in this bubble. It was funny because go look at Dak's numbers against the Jets. He was 31 to 38. And, and, you know, there's so many graphics about how the Jets have stopped these great quarterbacks. You look at what Pat Mahomes and, and some other guys have, you know, uh, done against the Jets and failed and, and, and not had a lot of success. And, and Dak pretty much had his way in the, in the game against the Jets. So, uh, yeah, you want him to be, you, you want the Cowboys, not necessarily Dak, uh, to be a team with a winning record. It's not their fault who they've scheduled, but they've done what they're supposed to do. I, you know, take out that and we'll give them a mulligan for that Arizona game, but they've handed, handled everybody they were supposed to handle. No, they've absolutely done that. There's no question about it. But when you look at that thing, and you're right, they have no control over, 
over who they play. And I'm going to give Dak a lot of credit. He was throwing some good balls yesterday. Um, what was the difference yesterday, Clarence, with uh, Brandon Cooks? Why did he finally emerge and have the game that he had? Well, I, I think it's it, it's anything. It was coming, but I, I think Mike McCarthy had him on his fantasy football team, and I think he <laughs> just finally started him. You know, but he's not in the fantasy football. You know, you know. Um, I, I think it, it was coming. I mean, you know, because the team did give a lot of attention to CD. And when they give a lot of attention to CD, it's going to open things up for other guys. Uh, you know, it's funny because we were complaining a lot. Of, there were a lot of talk about Brandon Cooks last week after they passed with 372 yards against the Eagles. And, again, I, I said the same thing. I don't think that, yeah, you want globally, or I guess, you know, from a big picture standpoint, you trade for a guy, you want to use him. But the way the offense have been humming the last few weeks, you know, not getting Brandon Cooks the ball was not the problem. And I think it came organically. Certainly they did make a considered effort to get in the ball when you open the game and, and throw a hitch to them. You're, you're trying to get in the ball. They couldn't have done that many other times. But most of the other stuff was just things just coming open for, open for them. It was just a natural progression of this offense. This offense has consistently and methodically taken steps forward over the last four games. Yeah, it really has. And, I mean, you, you look at the football that Dak Prescott has played uh, over the last four games, and there's not a quarterback that has played better statistically than Dak Prescott in that time frame. But, Clarence, you know we got to find something to go, well, what are they doing here? I thought going into this game this might be one of those games where Mike McCarthy finally did what he told us uh, this was going to be, and that's run the football a little bit more. They threw it 44 times, ran it 33 but only 15 carries for Tony Pollard, uh, 12 for Rico Dowdle. Are, are we done with the this-is-a-run-first type football team like Mike McCarthy wants us to believe? Well, I mean, I, I think you can say that. that they. But I thought they ran well yesterday when they did run. I mean, Rico Dowdle uh, showed uh, a lot of promise and in, in, in some, you know, Mike McCarthy talked about how he, he, he runs violently, and it's a beautiful thing. And I think you're going to see more and more Rico as we go forward. And, and so I think they ran the ball pretty well, you know, at times yesterday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is, again, this is not Michigan football. Okay. This is the <laughs> NFL. You have to throw the ball to win. I mean, they just, what, what, what's going on in the big 10 is, is not what happened in, in, in the NFL and in, in pro football. You know, this is a passing league. Everything is set up for you to make plays in the pass again. You, you pass to score, you run to win. You want to pass the ball early to score, get leads. You want to be able to run the ball late. And I think that's what Mike was really talking about. You know, there were times last year when the Cowboys had big leads and they blew those big leads because they couldn't run the ball and manage the clock and do some different things. You go back to the Green Bay game and some other games. And I think that's what he was talking about. He was talking about running the ball to protect the defense. Uh, he, he's really talking about situationally, you know, being better about running the ball. But there's no question that the best weapons on this offense is Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and his receiving core. And, and, and that's how you got to move the ball. And Mike McCarthy let it slip last week that they, they unleashed Dak. And I think they've unleashed Dak and there's no going back. Well, and, and, and the last several games, it's proven to be pretty good for Dak Prescott. It, that, the emergence of Brandon Cooks, if, 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 you know, this continues, is only going to help C.D. Lamb because you're going to have to pick your poison. And then you've got Brooks who, uh, you know, came out yesterday as well and had a decent ball game. So, um, C.D. has just got to be the beneficiary of all of these other receivers' play. 
Yeah, and, and, and vice versa. I mean, they're the beneficiary of what CD's doing because he's putting up historic record numbers. He's doing things no Cowboy player's ever done and, and no few NFL players have ever done over the last three weeks, and, and that's not going to stop him. I mean, the Cowboys doing a great job of moving around, getting him open. It's not just a slot that you in the X position, he's in the Z position. You know, they and they got him in motion, doing pre-snap motion, doing a lot of things to get CD Lamb open. And let's be honest, when Dak throws the ball to CD Lamb, the ball gets caught. Even when I mean, he's throwing the, it the away. ratio, even when he's throwing it away, you know, the ball freaking gets caught. And so that's a good thing. And that, and so teams will have to pay attention to CD, which will open things up for other guys. And, and other guys are making plays, open things back up for CD. And you, 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 you like to see, again, what, what Cooks did that shows you what, you know, why they went and got him, the speed and, and, and his ability to catch the ball. Uh, Gallup made a big play down the field. Uh, yesterday, would, would you like to get his confidence back and get him back involved? Turpin was out, but we know we've seen him make plays. Certainly, you saw the rookie Brooks make some plays. Um, and, and they're getting Tobin involved, and, and, you, and you know they got that new signed guy on the practice squad that's going to be a couple of weeks away from getting in shape and, and being a physical beast on the field. And, you know, it, you know when they signed um, the kid from Pittsburgh last week, you know, he is 6'4", Martavius Bryant, yeah. He is huge. It, he it, is, it, you know, when we, we talked earlier in the season about them not having a red zone threat, well, there's a red zone threat. Yeah, he, there's he, a mismatch if, in the red zone. If he can, if he can get in football shape, he can certainly be that guy down in the red zone. Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star Telegram uh, here on the Blitz. No sacks given up yesterday by that offensive line. Now I know Prescott took that one big hit in that third quarter, but ultimately, n- no sacks. Is that a byproduct of better offensive line play and if so what was the adjustment or just a weak pass rush by the Giants well I mean the Giants are not the Eagles pass rush and the the Giants are certainly not the 49ers pass rush I mean certainly they played better you know Mike McCarthy talked about certainly uh Tyron Smith and 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 Tyler Smith having their best game together on their left side uh and, and and certainly Terrence still played better but you know, and so you, you, you like that development. You like, you know, them to continue their games with chemistry because they haven't played a lot of games together as an offensive line. And so that was an improvement. But certainly this was not the same pass rush you're going to get with the Eagles and the 49ers. And, and, and let's be honest, how many teams are you going to get that? You know, this, this is, the, the, you know, the, the Giants have a decent defensive line. They got a first-round pass rusher in, uh, in Thibodeau. They didn't get home. No, they did not get home. And speaking of pass rushers, I got to ask you, Clarence, and I, I think I know the answer to this, but I want to—I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Micah Parsons has been quiet. I mean, he, he's not having the numbers obviously he had, but I'm—I have a feeling he's being paid more attention to, which is making everybody else good. Am I seeing that right? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, it, it, he's not having a down year. You know, he's opening things up. I mean, a couple of the Sam Williams sacks, a couple of sacks, or you know, because. Michael's down to fly by, and, and the quarterback can step up and open things up for other guys, but he's not happy. I mean, you just follow his Twitter page, and he was like, he didn't talk to the media after the game last night, and and so he was on Twitter talking about Unleash Me, and, and last week he was complaining about being held, and I'm calling holding calls, and, and so he knows his numbers. He was trying to, you know, he wants to be defensive player of the year. He, he You know, they were talking about him being the MVP type guy, and, and he's not having a season, at least numbers-wise, that he had hoped, but if you look at his pressures and he's getting that he's wreaking havoc and he's opening things up for other guys for sure. Uh, so there's really nothing to be alarmed about his numbers or quiet numbers. 
because he's part of this great defense that uh, is one of the top pass defenses in the league, you know, one of the top three defenses in the league overall, and open things up so they can be a turnover defense. You know, uh, Bland and those guys are you know picking the ball off in the back end. That's part of because of what they're doing up front. And you talk about the defense, Clarence. What was more impressive to you yesterday while watching it? That pass defense holding uh, DeVito to 86 passing yards or that run defense, which hasn't been great, holding Barkley to 66 yards on 13 carries? Yeah, I think he was, you know, had one yard on his first seven carries. Uh, It had to be Barkley because, you know, Tommy DeVito might have been me and you a quarterback. I mean, (laughs) I mean, you know, they they were certainly playing with their hands tied behind their back at quarterback with with the undrafted rookie. He had some, you know, he had some legs, but he's not, you know, the greatest of throws. And he just put him in his first start against the Cowboys defense. That was just a no-win situation with the Giants. So their focus was stopping the run and, and then making the kid have to beat him. There was no way the kid could do that. So they, they had to stop the run. That was the most important thing. All right, Clarence, I just to ask you about Carolina because uh, <laughs> while this is another uh, cupcake uh, in front of the Cowboys, it is on the road and it is on grass. Any concern? Well, I mean, you, you, you go back to the Cardinals game, right? And, 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 and the Cowboys did not take care of a business against a team, but they were a bad team that – they were highly favored against, and so you know maybe the Cowboys are going to use that as an example and to to not overlook uh, this Carolina team. I mean, you know they are a different team at home, and they talked about it. Openly talked about it. Mike McCarthy talked about it today. They have to play as well on the road as they do at home, and they haven't done that. But I do say that you go back in these last four weeks, for example, they played pretty well against the Chargers on the road. You know, even though it was probably a home game with, as far as the crowd is concerned. Uh-huh. But they, they were pretty good against the Eagles. They, 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 they uh, acquitted themselves well, even though they lost. You know, they had some mistakes, but they, they didn't. It wasn't a no-show on the road as, as against Arizona and against uh, the 49ers early in the year. So, you know, the, those were steps forward. And, and so, you, can, you have to show it. You, you have to show up because these games are important because you're trying to keep pace with the Eagles. I mean, they, they, they do have a bad Carolina team coming up, and then four days later they have Washington coming to AT&T Stadium on Thanksgiving uh, before they play Seattle, which is going to be a tough game, and then the Eagles again. So the Cowboys got you – know, they're bad teams. The Cowboys didn't make their own schedule, but they just need to go on and take care of business as they did against the Giants. Do what you're supposed to do against a bad team. Absolutely. Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. When you got up this morning, you're watching, I don't know if you watch uh, Skip and, and or if you watch Stephen A., but everybody today seems to be talking about C.J. Stroud in the MVP conversation. Your thoughts on that? I mean, what, what the Texans are doing, first of all, I don't watch those shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I already know they don't know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> but... Uh, I, I don't watch, I catch them on Twitter when they somebody puts a clip on social media. But um I mean what CJ Stroud has done is amazing. I mean there, there's no question about that. And, and and this Texas team Texas team where they were and where they are now, certainly you gotta get D'Amico Ryan's credit, he's got to be runaway uh favor for a coach of the year, but but what C.J. Stroud is doing at quarterback is, is, is unheard of. And in spite of all the questions about him coming in, about test taking and all the other stuff, and not being the first quarterback taken, he's been the best quarterback out of the rookie class. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And certainly you're going to 
you know, the, there's nothing wrong with having that talk, you know, and, and we'll see how they finish. Uh, but but he's having a magnificent season. I, I thought you were going to ask me about people talking about one Dakota Prescott jumping into the to the uh, <laughs> MVP talk. There were people talking about that today, too, I, I heard on social media. Um, and I would say this. I'm pumping the brakes on the deck MVP talk until they beat a team with a winning record. How about that? He's Thank playing you, the Clarence. best football I of his career. He's playing the best football of his career. He's playing better than he was in 2021 when he was in the MVP conversation early in the season. Uh, but just like the Cowboys, we're going to tap our brakes on that until they play Seattle and take and play Philadelphia and, and face those guys down the stretch. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. And with CJ, I think he's already wrapped up offensive rookie of the year here in There's Week no Ten. About that. Uh, and, and yesterday's game was incredible, but he also lost to Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, but you know, again, I, I don't know how they lost that game because Carolina's bad. But, uh, but, but, yeah, you again, everything is gravy for CJ. They, they, there were no expectations for this Texas team coming to this season with a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, and and everything they're doing is, is all gravy. Good stuff. Sometimes Clarence it's Hill? better to be lucky than good, right? And they were lucky, yeah, Houston. I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's no question about that. And we, you know, again, you know. As we found out with Dak and some other guys, you can be great as a rookie. You know, you look at Carson Wentz and a lot of guys were great as a rookie. You know, where are you going to be six, seven years from now? Because they're going to, people are going to get off the honeymoon. It's going to be over <laughs> and there will be real expectations. Yeah, very, very true. Very true. Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Always appreciate it, man. All right, man. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Clarence Hill on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com. That last question to Clarence about CJ was uh, for Joshua, who's been on hold an hour and 31 minutes to talk about CJ Stroud and MVP talk. What's up, man? Hey, man. And I'm with you on the fact that Houston Texans fans, all million, all the millions of us need to pump the brakes on it. Oh. CJ Stroud is, needs to not be in this MVP conversation until the Houston Texans are in the lead for that division. It needs to go to a winning team. And again, like y'all stated, the uh, MVP vote is for a quarterback. And right now, he's the top 10 quarterback in the NFL. No one's going to say that. And hes I don't know if he's top five, though. So right there, he's not going to win the MVP. Now, just like how I know Texans fans might feel a little salty on that, but again, Minix, that's also how you feel a little salty when we say C.J. Stroud is playing better than Dak Prescott. It's not saying Dak is playing bad. We're just making it, hey, C.J. Stroud's only thrown two picks on the season and he's thrown more yards. He's playing very, well, very well. Well, see, now, he, so, is, he is playing well, but Dak Prescott's playing some of the best football of his career. Oh, and boy. See it, well, well, hold, and hold again, on. Hold, yeah, on now. Yeah. Hold, hold on now. See, it's, it's never objective. <laughs> When it comes to comparing Dak, because what I, all I hear is regular season numbers don't matter. It's when big games, right? And against a crap right. Carolina team, CJ didn't play well. Well, see how the Cowboys play. Well, I know. And we'll, <laughs> and we'll have a, what do you call it? A uh, similar comparison uh -huh. coming up. And, and again, right. CJ is playing great, but to try to say he's playing better than Dak Prescott right now, isn't fair to either one of the guys because both of them are playing lights out football. Now you say Dak from a year ago, yeah, because Dak wasn't good last year. Um, but this year, 
Dak is playing over the last month. Dak's playing incredible football. Uh, and even Clarence Hill said, I didn't see Dak in MVP conversation. Although if I did, that's such low hanging fruit for any debate show just to piss off Stephen A and make his head explode. Um, <laughs> no, nobody's going to go there. Nobody's going to go there. So I heard them say this morning, uh, I guess they threw out a question. Uh, is Dak, will he go down as one of the notable Cowboy uh, quarterbacks in history? And I'm like, you know, well, uh, see, now here, here, now again, low hanging fruit for producers sure, of debate shows. Of course. And, and that's, that's what they do. It's that, food for thought, though. Well, I mean, will he go down as a notable quarterback in Cowboys history? The answer is yes. He could be like Danny White or Tony Romo that just never got it done. Or he could end up being like Troy Aikman or Roger in one rings. Yeah, I, I like what you said before, Tony Romo or well, Danny White. And again, they're both notable. Sure. But then again, so is Quincy Carter. So no, I, not really. I, I mean. <laughs> not, no, not I, I really. Mean, you know, I, I think about all the quarterbacks between, you know, um, my goodness, Troy and Tony Romo. Wow. I mean, could you name them all? No. No. I couldn't. I mean, that win was a teammate for most of them, and he couldn't name them all. We no, did that one day. Yeah, it, it's tough. From Roma, uh, from Eggman moving forward, it's been, uh, it's been rough. And then you've had some good ones. Look, like Dak is a good quarterback. Tony Romo's a good quarterback. But you got to get it done. You're the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that's Regular it. season stuff. Just doesn't get it done uh, if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, well, uh, all right, but but again, though, I mean, you want to people want to compare regular season numbers. Like he's thrown for more yards. Well, uh, with, with Dak, I'm always told that doesn't matter, right? It's, it's, Tw- it's twelve win seasons don't matter. It, they don't, right? It, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't fit the be, narrative. I mean, it well, doesn't exactly. It doesn't fit the narrative. No, you don't. You don't compare those two, and you can't say it's a joke with ND and somebody the best quarterback in in Texas is in Houston, and it, like, it's it's just unfair. It's apples and oranges. But when you look at expectations, the fact that we're midway point or just past the midway point of the regular season, and C.J. Stroud is already exceeded. All expectations for his rookie year. Absolutely. The only way Dak Prescott can exceed an expectation is if he's playing in February in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and holding up a trophy at the end. That's exactly and, right. And that's why it's it's apples and oranges. Uh, but CJ, um, and if you want to go apples to apples, and this isn't even really apples to apples, if you look at, at Dak's rookie year, he went thirteen and three. He did. And what was it? What 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 what's the matter, Pledge? Oh, oh, oh! You'll find an excuse why that's not fair. Yeah, the fact that Dak came into a Super Bowl team to take over. Uh, CJ a taking Super Bowl over team. A All right, you know, again, they haven't had a Super Bowl team. Yeah, they They're, obviously weren't a Super Bowl team. Yeah. You know, but but again, so that's that's the that's the problem with the Texan fan. The little brother always comes out <laughs> when you bring those guys up because rookie year is rookie year, and first round pick versus a fourth round pick. Who knows? Just uh, let's let's pump the brakes on the MVP conversation. Hey, Tom Segura is not going to pump the brakes. His uh, tour is coming to San Antonio. We've got a pair of tickets to give away right now for his show coming up March eighth at the Frostbank Center. We'll give him to caller number nine. 
right now. 210-656-ESPN. 656-3776. Caller number nine. You're going to win tickets to go see comedian Tom Segura at the Frost Bank Center March 8th. March 8th. Yep. Got plenty of time to get ready. I'm trying to think. <laughs> totally misread the time we were supposed to be out at. That's all right. You got it was 23-23, but it's 23-53. So you got, what, 20 seconds? Well, I mean, we can talk about it. I mean, we're, we're, we're down to 13, uh-huh, which yeah. is a lifetime for you. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Broncos, Bills, Monday Night Football brought to you by Flight by Yingling. Coming up next here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.